Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hope everybody's doing well today. I want to welcome everybody to the Unimpressed Podcast. And today we have someone calling in from Atlanta, Georgia, and y'all might recognize her name. Her name is Real Talk Kim, Kim Jones, and she is a pastor out of Fayetteville, Georgia. How are we doing today? I am doing so wonderful. So thankful to be with you, John. I heard that strong Georgia (laughs) voice. (laughs) I can't even help it. I try to be dignified. I try to talk grown, but it's still in there, man, through and through. Tell me a little bit about your history, your your family, and, and how did you lead this path to what you're doing today? And did you ever think you would be in this type of business? Oh, my goodness. You know what? I was raised in a very strict religion. My daddy was a preacher, and he actually believed that women couldn't preach. Women should keep their mouth shut, have babies, and cook dinner. And I was kind of mad about that. As I started growing up, I was like, man, why are women getting the low end of the stick? And I became a rebel. I literally became, man, I, I, I it feels like when I think back, John, in my life, I think back that I was always just mad. I was mad at my situation. Don't even know why I was mad at. When I look back today, I realized that I ran away at 18 years old, getting away from my parents and this religion, uh, ran and got married. That that my, my mother says that marriage lasted longer than the wedding. <laughs> And I was in the religion I was raised in. If you get divorced, you're going to hell on a slip and slide. So I was already screwed up and literally found myself struggling, man. I got married again at 20 years old, uh, had two kids by the time I was 23. That marriage lasted for 18 years, but I was, uh, we were toxic, so toxic, but we made it 18 years, had two incredible sons. Never in my life, John, did I ever think that God could take a little girl from Fayetteville, Georgia, that literally lost everything at 36 years old, had to move back in with my mom and dad after my marriage ended with my two sons, Lincoln and Morgan. Literally, my my new room at my mom's was the size of my old walk-in closet at my house. I never dreamed, looking back today, I cried over that relationship for like a year. I'm depressed, ate all the ho-hos I could eat, was mad at everybody for the choices I created. In that healing process of 37, 38, 39 40, I really began to find me. I was, I realized was nobody was coming to get me. Nobody was coming to get me up. There was no man going to come in and save me. There was nothing that, that I couldn't do if I just made my mind up to it. And so at 41 years old, I was sitting in my car. I was working at Bloomingdale's doing makeup on people. And I happened to be sitting in my car on the side of the road. And I called it my knockoff Bentley. And it was a 300 Chrysler. <laughs> And that thing would blow up every single day on me. And one day I was sitting in that car and I just had a shift. I was like, you know what? 
I'm not staying down. I'm not going to feel sorry for myself another day. I'm not going to be a victim in my own story another day. I'm not going to walk through life bleeding on people that didn't cut me. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow myself to stay here. And I got up, man, and I began to do these videos. They ended up going viral. Now I'm, I'm 51 years old, 10, 11 years later. I've written five bestsellers with my special ed self. Millions of people watch me every day and get hope from my tore up from the floor up life. Absolutely never dreamed in a million years that I would be living this life that God has trusted me with. But I had to hit rock bottom to literally find out who the rock was at the bottom, which was Jesus for me. And so here I am today. Just finished a book. You got to get up. And it's <laughs> get up. <laughs> you know, I think you learn life through meeting people through experiences. I kind of had a very similar kind of thought process about religion. Grew up in the Baptist church yeah. uh, in North Carolina. How do you filter that based on your experiences? Because sometimes, you know, the people in the church, you know, there's, there's some wild fellows in the church, right? Mm. I would say wild fellows. I don't know what you want to call it. How do you filter that experience and then come to a narrative today after someone's experienced that directly like you? You know, how do you get out of it? How do you not walk around with church hurt? How do you not hate people that try to represent God, but hurt you in God's name? I mean, I, I literally, I ran away and got married because of the hypocrites in the church. I remember literally being like, man, if I got to go to heaven with all those people in that choir up there that's singing in my dad's church, they look, they ready to cut their wrist. And we're the only ones going to heaven because our religion is the only one right. I remember thinking I'd rather go to hell than go to heaven with all these people. And so what I did was whenever I moved back in with my mom and dad, it was the best thing that it was the worst and the best thing that ever happened to me because I had to get to the bottom of Kim. I had to realize that I'm pointing all these fingers at all these people, but three more were pointing back at me. And that none of these people ever qualified me. God qualified me. And I started, man, I went on a journey, John. I started looking up. I went and got me a picture Bible at 37 years old, a children's picture Bible. And I went and I started reading the stories in the Bible of people that had horrible past, people with the worst past that God still said, you are mine. The ones that he would leave the 99 and go to the one sitting at the well of the woman that had been married five times and living with one, living to sit with the sixth one. And yet he would choose her to tell for the very first time that he was the Messiah. I, I read a story about Jonah when Jonah was told to go to Nineveh. He was like, let him die. Let him die. I ain't going to Nineveh. He disobeyed God and God was so faithful. He was like, Jonah, uh, well, go get Jonah. He going to need transportation back to where I told him to be in the first place. And I kept reading reading these stories about people that did not portray what I had seen as Christians. And it made me so hungry to get myself right so that I could represent God right, so that I could be Jesus with skin on it, so that I could love the ones out there that are hurting and lost and made so many cho wrong choices out of hurt. And now they feel like there's no way out. 
And that's what made me pull myself up out of my hole was I said, God, if you ever give me a platform, I'll make sure that I show you as a good God, as a God of grace and mercy, as a God that never walks out on us, even when we walk out on ourselves, as a God that will let us get up 15,000 times and still welcome us and turn our mess into a message, our scars into stars. You are the kind of God that will redeem us. You're the kind of God that will give us all the time we got left after we pick ourselves back up again and you'll shove the best life in those years. That's why I got back up again because there's not enough people talking about the goodness of God that never walks out on you, but he walks in. I have Native American on both sides of my family. So I feel energy and, and things like that. And I think when you, I don't know what your lineage is, like where's your Where's your mom and dad? Where's your family from? Originally, like, what's the bloodline of the family? So my mother was Irish and my daddy was Indian and American. So that's where the blue eyes, is that blue eyes you have over there? Blue eyes. <laughs> I think there's something to that. You know, I think there's yeah. something to that, something that's innate in someone to have a strong enough mind to overcome, you know, to internalize things and overcome things. But you everybody, know can't, everybody can't do that. No, but I didn't have a choice. I literally did not have a choice. It was like I was never going to be handed anything because I was just going to be at home with my kids. Is there a thought process behind this energy that you have? I mean, is, you know, I, I believe in God. Like, I believe. I believe that God, man, he gives me my strength. I pray every day. I found God for myself uh, when I was at rock bottom, man, and everybody had walked out on me and talking about me all over social media and half the stuff they were saying was true. I had to, I had to find God and he was the one that came through for me. He was the one that gave me the strength. My my, my, where am I headed? I'm headed to heaven. I'm headed to take as many people to heaven as I can. That's my path. My path is giving people hope, showing people that if you can just get up, that God will open doors that no man can shut. I believe in positive affirmations. I believe that life and death are in the power of your words and everything that comes out of your mouth is framing your future. And so I don't let none of that stuff creep up on me. I'm very careful about who I let in my close circle, who I'm listening to. I believe that God is a healer. Uh, I believe that he ain't a genie in a bottle. I believe you got to get up and you got to move your feet. You can't lay on the couch, scratching your behind, eating bonbons and think your life's going to change. And even speaking affirmations and laying on the couch, you got to get up and you got to move. And the more you move, the more you'll see light. The more you get around people, the more you'll see light. It's that isolation and depression you got to stay away from. So I believe in heaven. That's where I want to go. I'd rather believe in heaven and God and realize one day when I get there, there ain't one than live without him. There definitely is one. I just think sometimes people portray those narratives a different way. And I think yeah. having a positive, a positive narrative is a big deal. I mean, because when you, you know, when you break down society, I talked about this, I think one other time, when you look at something like Netflix. Yeah. Right? And people don't realize Netflix runs off an algorithm. An yeah. algorithm is set up to create balance within an agenda for whatever, if it's an app, whether it's a, a, you know, an app for TV or whatever it is. And we're talking about this thing about the perpetuation of negativity. And I don't think a lot of people have enough positive attitude. So when you, you look at the percentage of programming, and I just guessed when I found out this, I think I said 
I bet you, I bet you Netflix programming is 70% dark. Man. You know why? Because it, it's, it's feeding off society. Yeah. And I don't remember. I don't remember the exact percentage. I think it was a little more than that. But based on the algorithm and based on what people want to see, you know, it is negative and dark. And, and I had this other thing I talk about is feeding off what we see. Yeah. You know, if we're not creating a new idea, a new direction, we don't eliminate opinions and controversy. But if we continue to feed off what we see, the opinions and controversy gets worse. Yeah. What do you think about that concept? Man, I absolutely believe that. And it makes so much sense what you're saying. Uh, it's easier to believe in the darkness. It's easier to stay down. It's easier because you're not that the rejection that you felt getting there is no longer. So it's easier just to live with wherever you're at. Like just mediocrity. Just stay right here. I absolutely 100% agree with you. I think that is deep and truth. With the natural thing that I have, with energy, whatever it is, I, have, I can feel energy, feel energy in this hand, feel it, you know, when I'm around different people. That's anointing, it's, John. That's prophetic. Well, when I, but the thing about it is I don't have a lot of confidence talking about it because divine or whatever it is could be right in front of somebody. Yeah. And they don't want to believe it. Yeah, but that's why you got to do it with passion. You got to be, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, have you ever thought that? Like, divine could be staring somebody in the face. Yeah. And there are certain personalities that just don't want to accept it. Yeah, but I think it's because they've seen so much bad that they're just settling there. And I mm -hmm. think, like me and you, with what we carry, Man, we could we could we could shift the whole atmosphere if we get confident in saying, dude, it's right here. Like you don't see it. You don't feel it. Like just mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like, well, 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 yeah, well, yeah, yeah, okay, I see it. I feel it. So John, you gotta get confident in it because you feel it. Yeah, it's a very odd thing. And I, I try to test people, um, different levels of people, because I think even in the That's uh, a quote, gift, the, man. Quote in the spiritual realm. You know, I have a lot of people I've met through the years that say they're in this spiritual realm. And I think there's a lot of people that live in that space that don't have anything. Yeah. Just like, just like they do on the other side of that. You know, because I think a lot of people go into these spiritual circles or whatever they may be, and this could be anything, a church or whatever it is, they accept the narrative because of the building. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the building don't have nothing to do with it. And now we have social media. They can buy the the degree. You know, they can buy yeah. the anointing yeah. on Zoom in a class. And yeah. all these people believe them. What's your week like with this life you have? John, my week is always so busy. I, I love life so much. In fact, there's nobody that's going to outwork me. But my work is so easy. Like I, I feel like when you walk in your purpose, everything you do is just, man, it gives me life. Being around people gives me life. Doing my prayer calls at 8 a.m. Monday through Friday gives me life. Writing books give me life because I know that God has anointed it to help break people's chains. And so, man, I get up early. I wake up at about six o'clock. 
uh, just lay in my bed, talk to God a little bit. Sometimes I fall back asleep, but I get up stern at seven o'clock, seven a.m. I do my morning prayer call Monday through Friday at eight a.m. I lead on all my platforms. I give a word. And then I pray over everyone's day. Uh, uh, Fridays and Saturdays, I'm usually traveling, uh, gone just about every week, uh, preaching or teaching or going to some sort of event. Um, and I'm back by Saturday night uh, to preach in my church on Sunday at 10 and 1130. Uh, Monday nights, I pour into my uh, RTK Inner Circle, which is a mentor group that I mentor. Thousands of people get on a Zoom with me. And man, I just impart and teach. So I'm, I'm always doing something. I work out every single day, John. I lift weights. I go to the gym <laughs> and I get in there with those men and I lift these heavy weights, keeping this 51 year old body strong. You're getting it done. I can feel uh, some strength coming out of there. You're like Xena the warrior. <laughs> you know, Xena. <laughs> you know the, yeah, you know, the movie Wonder Woman had all those, all those women on the island. You were probably Zena or Wonder Woman or somebody over there back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I keep myself very, very healthy. I believe that health is wealth and it makes me feel better. It makes me preach better. I like being a girl. I love my life. So I stay I stay together. Now, when you started this church in, in Fayetteville, I mean, how was the progression with that? Like, you know, like your first time getting up there and so forth. Well, you know, I took over my mom and dad's church, which my dad didn't believe in women preachers, but because of my social media uh, popularity of, of God just blessing these videos that went viral, uh, it was almost like my dad couldn't help but see it. And then I was on this crazy show on Oxygen. I didn't know no better. I was young. I was, it, was, it was six years ago, and I got on this show called Preachers of Atlanta. And when I got on Preachers of Atlanta on Ox. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We keep a lot of emotions bundled up inside in life, and sometimes we got to talk to people. I witnessed the benefits with my own two eyes. I have a close friend that was struggling with depression and felt like she had no one she could consistently talk to because of her busy schedule. She was matched with a therapist through BetterHelp. After several months of sessions, I've seen a tremendous change in her personality and in her life. 
If you're needing therapy and and want to get some of those things off your chest, it's entirely online and designed to conveniently work around your schedule and empower you to be the best version of yourself. Just fill out a questionnaire and they will align you with the right therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unimpressed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash unimpressed. Jen, I didn't know it was going to be so dramatic and drama filled, but God really used me to uh, show Jesus. And I, I told him from up front, I ain't going to hell for nobody. But it, it kind of catapulted me into this pastoral role. And so I took over my dad and mom's church three years ago. I immediately changed the name from Church of the Harvest Fayetteville because I didn't want it to be churchy. And I t- and I changed it to Limitless, Limitless, because everything about me is prophetic. We're going higher. We're going to talk it. We're going to see it. And we're going to do it. And we're going to be it. And uh, the first year that I took over, we got in the pandemic. So I took it over in January and they shut us down in like mm-hmm. March. And man, I decided we took our church online. Uh, our church grew immensely, was able to pay off my dad's building. Uh, so now we paid it off the first year I was there. And John, it is, we're crushing it. It's like God is just, I mean, people drive two and three hours just to get to the church. Mm-hmm. So it's doing incredible because I'm out in Fayetteville, Georgia, which is like the woods of Atlanta. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's doing incredible. I'm so proud of my staff, so proud of the people God's brought in there. People are elevating and getting activated and doing what they're called to do. Yeah, I love it. Never thought I would pastor. I never thought I'd be a good pastor, but I'm turning out to be a great pastor, John. Now, you and dad, you and dad sound similar. You know what? Me and my dad are a lot alike. Uh, he would, he ain't scared of nothing. He wasn't scared. He died three years ago, but he wasn't scared of anything. Uh, he didn't let people's opinions stop him. He would literally hear the voice of God and make a decision and wouldn't care what anybody thought about it. Uh, all of that is me. But then after he died three years ago, I realized I'm a lot like my mom too. My mom is a little feisty. Like she came alive, John, when my daddy died. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like she, my daddy was taking his last breaths and Mimi leaned over him and said, baby, serving you for the last 52 years was my greatest assignment. And when he took his last breath, that woman came alive, wrote her a book called Sleeping with a Stranger, uh, began to travel all over the world with me and just bought her a high rise down here in Atlanta with me at 76 years old. So I think I'm a lot like both of them. Uh, it's just an interesting dynamic, social media, the new, you know, the new world of a, a narrative, which yeah. I think is a great thing, you know, because I think your energy is is off the charts, uh-huh. you know, and I think that's what. You know, if you have great energy and, and you're a character to some extent, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and hey, John, up until like a year ago, I wore a mohawk. I mean, it was a it was a feminine mohawk, but I, it was like a mohawk and I'd put pink in it. Oh, yeah. So I, I had a whole glow up this year. 
I was like, I turned 50 and I was like, no, 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 no. We're about to take something and rebrand ourselves. I definitely am a character. <laughs> Why did you write this book? Well, I wrote this book because in the pandemic, I literally had walked through a few, a few things that I thought I couldn't get up from. Like one was in the middle of the pandemic, I'd been married for eight years. And in the middle of the pandemic, my ex got exposed online and I was mortified. Who's real talk, Kim? Real talk. And I was just devastated. I thought I'm going to lose my ever loving mind. Like I cannot believe I'm here again. And then three months later after that, my father dies. And in that process, I was like, the two people in my life are gone. That was my direction. You know, that was my, that was my comfort. I believe in men covering women and, and just that power. And I always desired that as a girl. I just wanted, like my mom and daddy, have a healthy marriage 52 years, you know? And so in that middle of the pandemic, the world shut down. I'm shut in my house for, for, uh, weeks, months. Even when we started traveling again, we were traveling with masks. Everybody was so uncertain. People are losing loved ones in hospitals by themselves. And in, in the last, in that first year, for sure, I started really getting to the bottom. I started reinventing. Like I started uh, healing differently. I started, like, I remember when my dad died, I was like, there's no way I can get up and preach tomorrow. It's Saturday night. I'm devastated. I'm broken. I am literally like, there's no, this one, this is going to take me out. And I remember laying in my bed that night and something just hit my spirit. Like, no, you're not going to give up. You're going to get up. You're going to mourn and move. You're going to mourn and move, Kim. And I remember that next Sunday is ne the next day I got up and preached a sermon about mourn and move. And so I started writing down things that I was doing. I started writing down stories of people that had been right where this whole country is, devastated, losing loved ones. And I said, I'm about to write a book to help people, a manual, because I never had a manual. Mine was just like this. I mean, nobody in my family had ever been divorced. I had to figure it out. Nobody in my family had ever written a book. I had to figure it out. Nobody in my family had ever been a woman pastor. I had to figure it out. So it was like, I was always having to figure out because I never had those people in my life showing me how. And I was like, I'm about to show people how to do it. So all throughout this book, John, I've got, we are, we are in, in, I got it in three sections. And one of the section is called, one of the sections is called chaos sucks. The first part of it is real life resilience. And I'm talking about choose your heart because life is hard. Then number the, the second chapter stuck on stupid. Why we can't let go of toxic people. Why we keep going back to the same behaviors. Why do we keep beating ourselves up because certain people walk out on us? Not realizing that rejection is not really, really rejection. It's God's protection, right? Then the next, uh, the third chapter is you are not stuck because you're not a tree. Stop saying you're stuck. You're not stuck because you're not a tree. You're stuck because you stop moving. And then fourth, the fourth chapter is stop giving CPR to dead situations. And then, man, I'm talking, I'm putting in each chapter. I'm giving you declarations. I'm giving you prayers. I'm giving you stories. I'm telling you about every little dark, dirty thing, secret, every single thing that I ever walked through and how I got through it, how I got free from what people thought about me, how you can get free from people pleasing and get up, how it's never too late for you to get up and take your life back. Even if you feel like you wasted 30 years married to the wrong person and you stayed because you were loyal. I teach you how to get up from those places and make the life you have left count. 
That's what this whole book is, man. This whole book is just full of getting up and going. Every day, just get up and try again. Every day, get up and move. Even if you've got to move your big old thick thigh, just do it. <laughs> and it's real talk, Tim. Get up. <laughs> get up. I, I try to make people think about how they got there. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe you just just skip that. No, skip you that definitely part. should. Because God can't heal what you won't reveal. If yeah. you don't, if you don't start looking at what got you there, John, I had to look at my life and say, Kim, why are you divorced? You know, what did you do? Cause it takes two to tango. Mm -hmm. I had to realize that my mouth, I had to realize that it was things in my life that I had to change. So you got to ask yourself, what got me here? It, you have to do that because if you don't look at yourself, you can't change. You'll keep repeating the same cycles. So you definitely yeah. got to ask yourself, what got me here? And don't just blame it on the other person. But you chose them. So there's something in you that keeps choosing the same people. So I think yeah. you're right. It's weird. I've helped, I don't know, I've helped seven families out of the trailer park through the entertainment business. Come on, John. And you, you carry a lot. Of, if for some reason, you carry a lot of that with you. And I think people who grew up in the trailer park, it's almost like they want out of the trailer park, but they really don't want to leave. Man, you, know, that's you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the truth. So, yeah. I mean, you know, we carry that because in emotions, people should realize that emotions is the juggernaut of the universe. Just that's think if we took that out of play. This is scary, John. You know, it's scary to go out. To, it's, it's almost like being in prison for 30 years. And then you come out and you're like, I don't even know where to start. It's scary mm -hmm. to put yourself back out there after a divorce and think, God, I hope this person doesn't do me like the other one did me. Or mm -hmm. you could just realize that as long as I ain't dead, God ain't done. I'm getting up like mm -hmm. there's something in me that is obviously likable because I've been divorced a couple of times. <laughs> it's not that they don't like me. It's that you just don't keep them. So let's fix the yeah. part of you that can't keep them. So I agree. Yeah. When you got to that point in your life, how did you commit to that decision? Where, like, where was the, where did you realize that? All right, I got to commit to this other direction. When did you really? Because that's, I think that's the hardest part is like you, you're thinking about that decision, but the really choosing that decision and you can go in the other direction. When does, what does that look like? Man, John, I, I, I kept having some mishaps. Like I was, I remember one of the things I did was I was sneaking and smoking. Like after my divorce, I would drive to work smoking. I ain't never smoked, but all of a sudden I'm just fighting myself, just, and I'm sneaking and smoking. And then I go and try to get a, a insurance policy and they found the nicotine in my blood and I was devastated because I was outed. So that was one thing. It was like, I kept getting these, man, I'm sick of this. Like I'm sick of having to start all over again. I'm sick of being depressed. I'm sick of not being able to keep a man. I'm sick of, I, I'm sick of being broke. Like I'm sick of driving a car, having to put a, a antifreeze in it every day because it keeps blowing up on me. I got to a place where I was just like, you know what? All this bad stuff happening to me, but it's all I keep talking about. And so I committed to the fact I ain't doing this no more. I ain't never smoking another cigarette again. It's nasty. I keep hiding myself. I threw them out the window, never went and bought another one. I, did I want to? Yes, but I never did it. And it got out of my system within 30 days. Here's what you do, y'all. You commit to this right here. I can do anything for 30 days. 
I can stop eating sugar for 30 days. And if you stop eating sugar for 30 days, you will drop so much weight, you would be shook. You can lose 30 pounds in 30 days by just not eating carbs and sugar, not putting creamer in your coffee that's fattening. I can do anything for 30 days, but after 30 days, I can go back if I want to. It is literally saying, I'm not going to call that person that's toxic in my life for 30 days. I can do anything every single day of my life, John. I would tell myself, I can do anything for 30 days. I can do anything for 30 days. And when I wanted to cave, I would say, nope, I got 27 more days. I can do anything for 27 days. And the more days that I would commit to this new life, I was watching freedom. It was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, dog, I was seeing myself not wanting to go back and talk to those toxic people anymore. I was finding myself finding freedom and peace. And all of us at the end of the day, that's really what we want. Peace. Mm -hmm. And I was finding peace. And every single time I wanted to go back to the old stinking thinking, the old Kim, Kim, going and getting drunk and having hangovers because I didn't want to face myself and face my situation. More I said, I could do anything for 30 days. And for those 30 days, every day I would get up earlier. I would spend time just me talking to God. I would get quiet and whatever would come down in my spirit, I would be writing it down. I would write it down. What am I sensing today? What am I seeing today? When I wanted to go back and hurt and cry over situations that had left my life, I would tell myself, nope, nothing that's supposed to go into my future would have ever walked out on me. So I'm not going to chase anything that has left my life. I'm just going to get better. And every single time I would think about somebody or something that kept me stuck, I would just immediately change my thought pattern to something else. I even in those 30 days built myself an imaginary uh, little beach chair out on Destin Beach. I could, I visualized it. I painted me a picture of a beach chair because I was having little panic attacks. And mm -hmm. I was like, I would see myself out on that beach in that blue and white, uh, blue, blue and white chair with a blue and white umbrella. And every time I'd find myself feeling guilty or shameful or a thought would hit my head or feel like I was a terrible mom because here I am, my kids are having to live with my mom. I lost my marriage. Me and their dad are split up. They're going to be a statistic. I would immediately just immediately see myself in that chair. And I'd see my, my feet in the sand. And within minutes, that thought was gone. And over time, I just reprogrammed myself. And I started quoting scriptures. I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that he has for me, saith the Lord, plans to bless me, not harm me, give me a future and a hope. I would just walk around. I would get little post-it cards and put them all around my house of, of quotes that I just love to say. And before long, 30 days later, I didn't look like the same Kim that walked in. I lost 32 pounds in one month, man. I was dropping weight. I was glowing up. I didn't want the same type of friends that I'd had. I'd outgrown people for real. Yeah, that's a big deal. It's okay to outgrow people. And it's okay It's okay to not have to explain yourself. You are a whole grown-up. When <laughs> you outgrow people, they already know why you outgrow We're them. We're a whole grown-up. <laughs> We're a whole grown-up. Grown I like that. You should. That should be a t-shirt. You a whole grown-up. Yeah. <laughs> I say it all, all the time. Really? Uh, you you a whole grown up. Stop acting like you can't do nothing. Stop being mad at your life and change it because you a whole grown up. Nice. Stop waiting for somebody to come get you up and get up because yeah. you a whole grown up. <laughs> yeah, the the people you hang around is a big deal. True. Uh, it's a big deal. I don't know. I don't know how deep you get, but uh, you ever looked into like decalcifying your penile gland and all that kind of stuff? No. What is that? 
just look up Sanaga because I think you're dialed in the source and look up Sanaga about decalcifying your pineal gland. It does help. It helps. It helps cleanse and don't don't use any uh, toothpaste with fluoride and that kind of thing. Oh yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't talk about our pineal gland, but that's where a lot of your, your source and everything comes from. So, John, maybe I'm really healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I believe in source. I don't know. I, I believe in source. And I think that, uh, you know, people like you are there to guide people because yeah. they have that connection. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you don't. Because I was very sad. I mean, I can relate to you because I, I was like the last. The last guy, and like I said, I don't put this out there. I don't try to sell it. They call me the reluctant shaman, but it's, uh, I was the last guy to even think I would be talking about the things I talk about, you know, and trying to educate people from a more clear standpoint, Yeah, you know, and in positivity and your energy. And I mean, that's few and far between, you know, and that's, a, that's a big deal. So if we want to find the book. Where do, where's the, where do we find the book at? Here it is. You got to get up. It's at any bookstore uh, that you uh, shop at, or you can go to Amazon and just put in Real Talk Kim. You got to get up. I also read the whole book to you and get it on audio. That's also on Amazon, Real Talk Kim. You got to get up audio. Uh, and I believe it'll really bless your life. It is out. And you a whole website. John, you get on my website, realtalkkim.com. Realtalkkim.com. And- you a whole grown up. You a whole grown up. <laughs> you a whole grown up. I love that saying. Uh, this has been Real Talk Kim, uh, and I appreciate you coming on the show, uh, a.k.a. Kim Jones, and I'm John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bang Productions. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.